Hello again, and welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. Uh, This is Pastor John Pittman of the Victory Bible Baptist Church in Tobaccoville, North Carolina. We're glad you've decided to tune in and listen with us today. I pray that it'll be a blessing and a help to you today, an encouragement to you today. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. didn't, I'd find a good place to pray about that. Yeah. Amen. Because you ought to enjoy it. Amen. If you've been to Calvary, you ought to enjoy that. Amen. 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 It's good to be saved, ain't it? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Ain't you glad that he makes you brand new? Yeah. Makes you different. Amen. Amen. Doesn't make us more holy than anybody else, but he sure does make us different. Amen. Yeah. I can't say that I'm perfect, but I can tell you, I sure am not what I used to be. Amen. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't hit the perfect mark, but I have hit the, I have hit the fact that I've been saved by the yeah. good grace of God. Yeah. Amen. You, God. And if you've been saved, you got somebody living down deep on the inside of you that the world does not have. Yeah. you got a secret the world does not know. Amen. We're going to a place the world cannot go. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Somebody preached a message on this. I thought it was good. He preached a message on this. Some things that cannot go home with me. One of them's the devil. Amen. Ain't you glad the devil can't go home with you? Amen. He can't go to your spiritual home with you. Amen. He said sin can't go home with you. I agree with that, don't you? You get to heaven, we're going to be sinless. We won't do anything wrong. Amen. We get to heaven, they said, listen, all of that, but there won't be no more sickness when we get up there. It can't follow you home. Death can't follow you home. Thank God it's going to be a good day. Amen. Amen. If you take your Bible, 1 Samuel chapter number 17. I know Brother Thomas talking that during Sunday school this morning on Facebook. And while he was teaching, God went and doing my heart about 1 Samuel 17 also. Amen. So I'm going to just jump right in, kind of where he left off, hopefully. Amen. Try to give you what the Lord has for us. 1 Samuel 17. I love the story of David and Goliath, don't y'all? Yes, amen. I've always liked underdog stories anyway, ain't y'all? But uh, this ain't just an underdog story. This dog's got somebody with him. Amen. Amen. If you got you got somebody, the Bible says that greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Amen. Yeah. If we're worried about everything else going on in this world and feel like there's a whole lot of strength to it, they ain't nothing compared to what lies inside of you. Yeah. The Bible said you got saved, you got the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead dwelling in you. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of power. Amen. Yes, it is. It ain't power for you to go boast around the town about, but it's power for you to live a Christian life with. Yes, it is. Amen. Yeah. First Samuel 17. You know anything about First Samuel seventeen? It's David is David is uh, bringing his his brothers some some cheese. What the Bible said, bringing them cheese and bringing them water, trying to refresh them before the, for the battle. And uh, he's pretty much a water boy for the Lord. Yep. He goes down there as a water boy. It ends up being being a, a warrior. Amen. Yeah, right. Ends up being a victorious person, yeah. but he just came as a, as a water boy. But I got to I got to look at these verses and. If you read, Bible talks about David. He come down there uh, just for that purpose. David ends up he uh, he cut he ends up killing Goliath with that sling. As you look at verse number forty-seven, the Bible said, "And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the Lord for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands." Can I tell you this about the battle? Can I tell you something? I'm learning more and more all the time. It ain't your battle. It's the Lord's battle. It's not my battle and it ain't yours. The moment you take it in your hands, the moment you lost. Amen. I ain't taking it in my hands. Amen. You take let the Lord deal with it. Amen. He's a whole lot better fighter than you are. He can do what you can't do and he can do what I can't do. I promise you. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen to this. 47, he said, the battle's the Lord's 
And he will give it into, your, into our hands. Verse 48, And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag. That's that bag Brother Thomas taught on this morning. Amen. Thank God he had something in his bag. Amen. If he didn't have something in his bag, he couldn't throw nothing at him. Amen. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that, that the stone sunk into, sunk into his forehead and he fell upon, upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head. Therewith, and when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Boys, you read this verse, you find, you find Goliath laying there with no head. And boy, I thought about it if you saw David. Later on in these verses, you find David uh, down here in verse number 54. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. But he put his armor, but he put his armor in his tent. So he's brought the head with no body all the way to Jerusalem. So if the Lord had me preach for a little, I'll preach on this thought. On Goliath had nobody. Goliath had nobody because he didn't have nobody. All he was the head. Amen. <laughs> Goliath had nobody. But David had somebody. Yeah. Goliath had nobody, but David had somebody. Let's pray. Father, thank you for letting us come to church this morning. Help us to uplift the name above every other name on earth, God. No greater name than the name of Jesus, Father. That brother Carl just got done singing about that name that changes lives. And that brother Tony just got done singing, dear God, about that name that we'll never forget, dear God. And youth choir got done singing about the one that died for us and we have a desire and a love to serve you with all of our hearts, God. I pray, dear God, you'd help us this morning. Help us leave and helped and it's strengthened. Help us leave with a blessing and help us leave closer to you than we walked in this building. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Boy, I got to look at this. Bible said in, in, in 1 Samuel 17, David is looked at as a wimp. Honestly, if you think about David, he's a keeper of the sheep. Yes. And ain't nothing wrong with a woman, woman working up like that. So don't take this wrong. But back in that day when a woman did work, and she worked a job. Most of the time it was something like a shepherd. You find Rebecca in the Bible was a shepherd. You find other ladies in the Bible were shepherds. Uh, Moses' wife was a shepherd. I'm going somewhere with this. The reason why I say that is they were looked, they was looked down upon for a man to do a woman's job. So David wasn't looked upon as a strong, incredibly tough man because he was doing a woman's job. And I know you say, Brother John, there's a lot of strong women. There might be. I, I know there is. But I'm just saying this. In that day, it was looked down on greatly for a man to do a woman's job. Uh, I'll take time out and say this. If you're a man, you ought to clean your wife's dishes every once in a while. Just show her you love her. Yeah. Amen. You ought to help her every once in a while. You ought to clean up a little bit every once in a while. Uh, can I tell you what? I mean, Malia showed me a Sunday. I thought it was hilarious. A man was saying, your wife's not looking for a man with abs and, and strong and muscular. She's looking for somebody to clean up, praise God. She's looking for somebody to clean the house, amen. That's what means something to a woman, amen. <laughs> I agree, don't you? Amen. amen. 
Uh, he was showing pictures of his house dirty and showed how ugly and nasty his house was. Then he showed another picture with it clean. Blue Mickey with his thumbs up like this right here. He said, that's the kind of picture your wife wants to see. So I'll give you men some instructions, some help to you this morning or this evening. And every once in a while you'll clean the house and do something. Amen for it. Amen. And just to keep that romance alive. Amen. Come on. I'm going to make time back in, though, but I'll give you this. But in that day, it was looked down upon for a man to do a woman's job. So David wasn't looked at as tough, even though that's what he brought up. When, when Saul said, what can you do? He said, well, I keep my father's sheep. I can just see Saul say, that's, that's what you got to bring up? Wow. Bet you can do a lot. Boy, yeah, you're a tough man, ain't you? <laughs> he just thought he was nothing at that point. But listen to this. This is, what, this is what the Bible says took place right here in verse number. We'll go through the verses a little bit and I'll try to preach to you. Bible says here in verse number 8, And he stood and cried, and it's talk, or verse number, let's go down here to verse number 4. And there went out a champion out of the, champ, uh, the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. This man was almost ten foot tall. And he had a helmet brass upon his head, and which brass is heavy. And he was armed with a coat of mail. That coat of mail, uh, they said that, they tell you what the weight of it is here, the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. They say it was more like 150 pounds in our, in our measurement of weight. So this, man's a, I mean, this man is a man. I mean, he's 10, almost 10 foot tall, 150 pounds of just a, of a suit on to keep him protected. He's a big guy. Listen to this. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his, his, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing a shield went before him. His shield's so big, somebody had to carry it separately from all the rest of his armor. The Bible says here, said in verse 8, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine? And, and you servants of Saul, choose you a man for you. And let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I... Thank you again for tuning in to the Victory Bible Podcast. Hope you'll tune in again. I will leave you with a verse for the wages of sin is death. That means because of mine and your sin, we are in this flesh and in our first birth doomed to an eternity in hell. But I'm glad the verse does not end at that section, praise God. It ends, it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I say that to say this, if you've never been saved, today would be a great day to ask Jesus to be your savior. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And earlier in Romans 6, 23, we just said it was a gift, a free gift of salvation for anyone who'd come to Jesus. If you're lost, I pray you get saved. If you're saved, I pray you got encouragement and help and a blessing out of this podcast today. Hope you'll tune in again. Hope you invite somebody else to tune in with you. God bless you.
you need to come on up to church. And he said, well, I'm, I might come up there. He said, if I don't like it, don't have to come back. Do like it. <laughs> <laughs> so just be thinking about it. Well, amen. He's like about coming. I was blessed. For all that. Remember Gary Michaels. Uh, Gary Michaels. He uh, had all his colon taken out. Yes, ma'am. Before he had colon taken out, he was thousands of weeks in his stomach. And he got an infection all in there. And uh, they had to put him in intensive care uh, one day this week because his heart got to flooding. And uh, he's been in the hospital 21 days. And uh, remember him in your prayers. Yes, ma'am. Keep remembering Bonnie Martin in your prayers. All right. Yeah, we prayed for her. Prayed for them last week, didn't we? Prayed for her yeah. last week. Hey, Amen. Let's pray for. Her. You hadn't heard nothing no different on on her. No, I ain't heard nothing different. All right. Well, let's pray for that. Amen. You got any prayer requests, ma'am? Um, just pray for my pa. No, that's a special prayer. Amen. All right. Y'all got any back here? All right. Let's go, Lord, in prayer, y'all. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm thankful, dear God, for your good, wonderful presence, God. Lord, thank you that, Jesus, God, you died in our place. God gave your life that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, God. Lord, I love you tonight. I'm thankful that you're a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. God, you love us, God, with unconditional love, God, beyond what we uh, could ever put out ourselves. God, thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. God, bless this service tonight. Meet with us in a great way. Help Gary Michaels tonight, dear Lord. Touch him. Touch Miss Bonnie Martin. Lord, touch her tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray you touch Miss uh, Gil Johnson's request, dear Lord. Father, Lord, for uh, that individual wanting to come to the house of God. Father, Lord, I pray, God, you deal with his heart. And he come on to church, dear God, and you make a difference there, Father, in his life, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to come to this place for this time. In Jesus' name, please help us. Amen. Amen. Will you sing one for us, would you? Blue microphone, Betty. Blue microphone. Amen.
recognize God alone. Amen. 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 First Corinthians, or not First Corinthians, First Kings, chapter number, First Kings, chapter number eighteen. First Kings, chapter number eighteen. I'll try to preach to you for a few minutes on this thought. First Kings chapter number 18. And Maddie, I'm going to use this. You might have to turn this down some or something. But First Kings chapter number 18, verse number. Uh, let's look at verse number 41. The Bible said, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up and eat, up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast him cast himself down upon the upon the earth and put his face between his knees, and said to his servants, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, prepare that prepare thy chariot. And get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to, Je went to Jezreel. And, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. And if the Lord had me flow, I was going to preach on this thought on go again, go again. That's what it said there in the last verse in verse 43. Last part of that verse, it said, go again seven times. And uh, I believe sometimes God pray more than one time about something. Sometimes you gotta, you got to witness to somebody more than one time. Uh, sometimes you got to praise the Lord more than one time. And, you know, I believe there's some things worth doing again. If it's worth doing one time, it's worth doing it again. Amen. And I've been thinking about these verses, to go again. He, he didn't see results at the beginning, but he saw them at the end. I believe sometimes it just takes going again. But let's, let's pray, and I'm going to try to give you that thought and preach to you on going again. Father, help us tonight. God, fill me with the Holy Ghost with power, with unction. Uh, God, with ability that I do not have. God, I know that. God, I know I don't have ability, but you do. You have power. You have ability. God, strength, God, to make a difference in this service, God. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to our heart, God. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I got to looking right here. I got to looking at uh, Elijah. Bible said, verse 41, Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. And so Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Uh, boy, I read about this. I, I think in, these, in this verse right here, you can find the, a carnal man and a spiritual man. Eli, the, the man Ahab's going up to the place to eat and to just relax and the man of God, Elijah, is going over there to the place to pray. Amen. You can find a spiritual man and a fleshly man. Well, I believe it is important what you feed. Uh, if we feed our flesh, our flesh will always win. If we feed the Spirit of God and the things of God, God's going to win. Amen. I want to feed the right stuff. I know y'all do too, but I want to feed the right thing. He said, boy, he said in these verses that Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And it said Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Uh, boy, he went to pray and he went to talking to the Lord. Boy, that's what we need every day is to talk to the Lord and not try to feed this flesh, but feed the Spirit of God in us. Amen. But look at verse 42 or verse 43. 
He said right here in verse 43, he said, and he said, and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and, and looked and said, there is nothing. Boy, hey, so many times I have prayed, and, and I guarantee you, you have too, that we pray and ask God to do something, and he didn't do it. And we saw nothing. We didn't see any results. We didn't see, we didn't see the sinner get saved we was praying for. And we didn't see the wayward come home. And we didn't see God meet this need or meet that need or, or do this or do that. But uh, sometimes it takes more than one prayer. Sometimes God wants to see our determination in prayer. And boy, I think about that. It takes going more than once. It might, somebody might not get saved on the first time we pray for them. But if we continue to pray and continue to pray and continue to pray, God will continue to work and continue to work and continue to work, and they might finally give up and get saved. But we can't give up on them. We've got to keep praying. We've got to keep going again, keep going again. Uh, boy, I, I think about all this that's went on in our country, uh, about the virus and different things, but y'all, but y'all have continued every, every Sunday night to be here at 5 o'clock. I believe God bless you for that. You've continued to be here. I praise the Lord for that. We, we, we've showed up at 5 o'clock asking the Lord to meet with us, and we've done it continually, going again, going again. I believe God blesses going again. I believe he does bless going again. I believe he blesses doing, doing what we know is right. I believe he blesses that. But he said to go again, or go up now, look toward the sea. He said, there's nothing. The last part of that said, he said, go again seven times. Boy, he said, keep on going back. I like this. This is what the next part of this verse said. And it came to pass the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud of the sea, out of the sea. And I like how the Bible's correct on everything it says. Uh, and the reason I say that is because it says it riseth out of the sea. That's where water comes from. Water evaporates into the air and pours back down on this earth. Hey, God's got an accurate Bible. This Bible's accurate. Amen. But I thought about this Bible. It said this. It said it was a little cloud. And boy, I thought about that, Miss Gill. I thought about this, the fact that our Lord put a little cloud in the sky. I believe you could almost sing that song, Little as Much, when God is in it. Amen. Elijah could have sat back and said, Little as Much, when God's in it. It didn't look like a whole lot, but hold on just a minute. And it's getting ready to be a big, dark cloud and rain everywhere. Amen. It didn't look like much, but God was in it. So if the Lord's in it, a little cloud can turn to a great big thing. Amen. Amen. That may not seem like a lot, but boy, you go to praying. I thought about this, but when you go to praying, asking God to do something, a little bit means a whole lot. When you've been begging God to save somebody and they go to ask her questions, uh, just like you said earlier about wanting to be saved or thinking about going to church, all of a sudden that little bit means a whole lot. Well, you've been praying, you may have been praying that God will bless this or bless that or help you through your storm and you see a little bit of change in something and that little bit of change means a lot when you've been praying and all you've been looking at is nothing. It means a lot to see something going on. It's, it's wonderful to see something little because little is much when God's in it. It's a little cloud out of the sea. Like a man's hand. I read that and I thought about this. Not only did the Lord show that little stuff can be something great big, that little as much when God's in it, but He also showed me and you that His hand's in all this. Listen, I'm glad that when you're praying and I'm praying and we're seeking the Lord, hey God, that gets God's hand involved. That gets God's hand involved in doing something. And God's hand can do something my hand can't do. And God's hand can do something your hand can't do. Hey listen, His hand's made the world. The sun, the moon, the stars. 
stars, had the clouds, the skies, had the dirt, the people, everybody on this earth. Everything was made by the hands of God. So if I was going to put my life and my prayer and my heart in anybody's hands, I'd rather put it in God's hands. Hands that can do something about it. But I think about them hands. The Bible says here, it says a, as a shape or like a man's hand. Like a man's hand. I believe it's to say, look there, the Lord's in that. It might be a little cloud, but, it, but that not only does it tell me it got little as much when God's in it, but it tells me God's hand's in this. And when I go to pray, and God's hand's in it. Charles Spurgeon said this, I've always liked it. He said, prayer is the slender nerve that moves the hand of omnipotence. Amen. That, that sounds real fancy and pretty, but it's just saying that his hand, his, 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 our prayer is that nerve that moves that hand. Amen. Hey, listen, I'm glad our prayer moves the hand of God. What a blessing that is. Listen, I'm glad for prayer. I'm glad for being able to pray, ain't y'all? Amen. He said, go up. Say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. Boy, I like this. He ain't seen nothing but a little cloud. But he got some faith in that little cloud because he knows little as much of God's in it. He ain't seen nothing but that cloud shaped like a hand. But he knows that if the Lord's in it and his hand's in it, he can do great things. So he goes on, to, he tells his servant, said, you go ahead and tell Ahab, he better get home soon. It's getting ready to pour some rain and he's going to get stuck in the mud. You better tell Ahab, he better get home. Amen. It's pretty much what he's saying. Amen. Because he ain't got no four-wheel drive chariot. So he better get on the house. Amen. Listen to this. And it came to pass. Or verse number 45, sorry, and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. So now all of a sudden what was little and, and, and like a man's hand is now a black cloud that covers the whole place where you can see. And there's a great rain. Not just a little bit of rain, but a great rain. And they've been dry for years. They've seen no water and no dew for years. And now all of a sudden, rain begins to pour. Rain begins to come down. I believe, I believe, I'm sure people have prayed and thought about it. Uh, evidently, Ahab didn't care if he ever had rain as long as he had what he wanted. Look, he's a, he's a type of a carnal Christian. There's a lot of people who don't care about nobody else's needs, nobody else's desires, nobody else going through a hard time. Just as long as life's good for them, long as they're blessed, long as they're okay, they're not worried about anybody else having a hard time. Hey, but Elijah's one of them men. He was concerned about the people. He loved the people. He wanted to be blessed and be okay. Well, I want to be Elijah, don't y'all? Be like Elijah. Said this, said, Pair thy chariot and get thee down. If the rain stop thee not. He said, Ahab rode, last part of 45, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. This is many miles to Jezreel. And Elijah beats him there. He even gives Ahab a head start, really, if you're reading this. Ahab is giving, Elijah's giving Ahab, he's done told him by the servant, you need to go on down the road, get in the chariot, go to the house. 
And now all of a sudden Elijah gets the Holy Ghost on him. Spirit of God gets on Elijah. And Elijah takes off running. And he outruns the chariot back to Jezreel. That's amazing. He's outrunning horses. That's amazing to me. But God can get you to do stuff you never thought you could do. God can give you the ability to do things you never thought you could ever do. You say, I can't witness to nobody. Hey, listen, God can put words in our mouth. God can put words in my mouth and your mouth. Everybody else's heart in their life to where they have something to say. And they can share the gospel with boldness and strength and share it with love and kindness. But they'll have boldness to do it without fear. But that's what we need tonight. We need the Lord to give us power to do what we can't do in ourselves. I'm glad the Lord to give us power to have victory. God will give us power to have victory. I'm glad for that, ain't y'all? Listen to this. And I may have said this before, but I'll say it again. Proverbs 23, you can find not only going again, but I believe we ought to step again. We ought to go again, but we ought to step again. Here's the Bible says in Psalm, 1, in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. And by the way, I love Psalm 23, but you, you ought to every once in a while take Psalm 23 and put your name in it. That'll make it personal. That'll make it wonderful. The Lord is Gail's shepherd. She shall not want. He maketh her to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth Gail beside the still waters. Amen. Amen. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. I wrote down this. First of all, I find there's a confidence. I'm confident that me and you are going to walk through valleys. Hey, it's going to be days we walk through valleys. Hey, it's going to be days it does not go well for us. There's going to be days we have bad days and it ain't going to go good. These days it's going to be depressing. Days it ain't going to be happy. Days there's going to be a lot of tears and sorrow. I'm glad there's good days in our life too though. And really our good days outweigh our bad days. Hey listen, I'm not talking about sins and righteousness. I'm talking about our good days outweigh our bad days. Hey, God's good to us. Amen. In fact, better than we deserve. Walk through the valley. Of the shadow of death. He said this, not only confident that we're going to go through valleys. You won't get out of this life without going through them. I know y'all already know that. But we don't get through this life without going through valleys. He said this, he said, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. I thought about this, not only, not only do we have a confidence, but I have a, I have a consistent friend. In my, in my problems, in my trouble, in my heartache. i got a consistent friend. I, I'm going to keep on stepping through my valley. I'm not stopping now because i got a friend and you've got a friend. We might as well keep on walking through valleys, keep on walking through dark days, and hey, keep on walking and climbing up mountains because God has still a good God and God is still a friend. And the Bible says, Thou art with me. I'm glad He's right beside of me. He's staying right with me. He's not left me. He's not went way ahead of me and don't care and he's not way behind me and in the past and he cared back then but don't care now he's with me he's with you he's right beside of us walking with us and we ought to keep on stepping again and again not only confident but consistent friend but I believe we see a conclusion in these verses for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they come for me. That's all a blessing. But I'm glad for verse, I'm glad for the first part of that verse. Yea, though I walk through. I'm glad there's coming a day we're gonna walk the last valley. We're gonna climb the last hill. 
walk the last valley, cry the last tear, weep the last time, have the last trouble, get the last problem, have the last bad phone call, see the last loved one die. We're coming to a day that God is going to take us to a land where we don't go through any valley ever again. But I thought about this. You go to heaven, the Bible said, and, and I'm done, but I'm going to give you this. I got thinking about the throne. The Bible said that throne of God is a rainbow round about the throne. Down here on earth, we ain't never seen nothing but a half rainbow. We've not seen the full, the full whole circle of, of, of the promise. Uh, when we get to heaven, there's not just a half circle, there's a full circle. That's an eternal promise. That's saying forever and ever and ever. That's what these, these rainbows hanging out in the clouds and the skies are saying that God ain't going to let it rain like it did in Noah's day. Hey, God's not bringing judgment that way no more. Hey, but that's getting ready to be one around the throne saying there'll never be another judgment. There'll never be another sorrow. Nobody ever wipe another tear. Nobody ever have another problem. Thank God it's going to be good. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the grace of God. But thank God for a home in heaven to go to. I'm glad this thing's going to end. And it's going to end good. It don't end bad for us. For the Christian, it's going to end good. Amen. The world, it sees the end as dying like a dog. Well, really, they're going to die and spend eternity either in hell or in heaven. That's it. But for us that are saved, all death is a shadow that I don't have to walk through by myself. All death is a shadow that you ain't got to walk through by yourself. That's all death is. Death is just a shadow. And listen, nobody's ever died from the shadow of a gun or a shadow of a knife or a shadow of a pistol. Nobody's ever died from that because a shadow can't do nothing to you. That's all death is. To a Christian, is a shadow, just a momentary pass through. And then we walk into the place of eternity and see the one who died for us, see the gold street, see the pearly walls, and see the I mean, see the pearly gates, see the jasper walls, see a great white throne, see the one sitting on whose face shines as a jasper and a sardine stone. That boy's going to be good. Amen. Hallelujah. Believe you come on, Pierre. I just want to give you that thought now. I'm glad that the last valley will be walked, the last trouble will be had, the last bad day will be gone, and it's going to be good. Father, I pray you'd bless this invitation to believe plays the piano. God, if you spoke to our heart, God, I pray we'd just do business with you, just get closer to you. Help us keep on walking one more step. Help us keep on going one more time. Help us not to give up in this life. God, just to continue to live and honor you, God. Bless this time, God, of invitation. God, bless me as you plays the piano. Bless, bless all those. God, here in attendance, God, bless us, help us. I pray that you would.
Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, God, for allowing us to meet in your presence this evening. I pray, dear God, that you'll <clears throat> bless, God, the word of God that's been preached tonight. Dear God, I pray that you find a lodging place in our heart and our lives. Help us just grow in grace, Lord. Thank you for Miss Gail, both of them, Lord, just being here tonight. God, we love them and appreciate them. And uh, we're thankful, God, to have this service. God, what a blessing, God, to have this service together. And, Lord, just thank you, God, if we can go again, we can pray again and, and serve the Lord again. Lord, I'm glad that he's coming today. God, we, are, we will go through our last valley. We will have our last bad day. There will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrows. There will be no more death. We're going to a land where we'll never more die, God. Nobody ever get old. Nobody ever get sick. Nobody ever be in sin, God. It's going to be a good day. And we sure do love you. Help us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah,
Blake Alvin said, you, you need to give that kid something else. I want to forget I'm not giving her a kid that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry about that. Kind of lock it up, Tom. Love you, I'm with you. There's uh, a lot of Love things you. getting mixed in here. Wait for you, Martha. There's a lot of things getting going out of that closet. <laughs> so. Hey, I knew, I knew that stuff was going somewhere. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> I've, I've seen it travel out of here, so we had to, <laughs> we, we had to put a key in. We have a lock on that tonight, God. Praise the Lord. You okay, Ms. Gill? <laughs> 